be still. Know that I am God, the Holy One in the midst of you. Heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will never pass away. Trust in me with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways consider me, your Lord, your Savior. to the Father except through me. You have been crucified with Christ. Life is now hidden with Christ in me, in God. the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now live in my love. And you will continue to live in my love if you obey my commands. just as I continue to live in my Father's love by obeying His commands. And as the Father has sent me, so I send you.
Lord, we thank you for your presence here. We know you are always with us, but sometimes you choose to reveal your presence. Because you want to impact our hearts and lives in a new way. You want to further your purposes in each one of us. Increase the anointing upon our lives. That we may be abundantly fruitful for your glory. Thank you, Lord, that you hold each one of us in your love. A love that surpasses all other loves. A love that is eternal. A love from which we can never be separated. Bless your holy name. We praise your holy name. Come, Lord, in your holiness. Come in your righteousness. Come in your love. Fill our hearts afresh. Fresh oil. Fresh anointing this evening, fresh release, a fresh breaking out of your life in our lives. Do it, Lord, for apart from you we can do nothing. cause your holy will to be outworked in our lives. <clears throat> we can't do it in our own strength. Apart from you, we can do nothing. We're totally, utterly, completely useless without you. Nothing we can do to glorify you, nothing we can really do to praise you or to honor you. Accept, submit ourselves to you so you can work out your plan, your purpose in each one of us and among us corporately for your glory. Thank you, Lord, that tonight you have us where you want us. Waiting upon you with hearts that are open to receive from you. Willing to understand more of your ways and be submitted more fully to your will. We praise you, Lord. Just thank the Lord for his love for you. For his mercy and his grace, his compassion, his patience and long-suffering. Drawing you ever closer to himself, drawing you further on in his will and purposes. Give him thanks. Let him hear the voice of thankful hearts. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. Kokpapara sandari aleto, papapara sandari santoma. Papapare asato, papakalasitari sandari aleto, papapara sandoma. I'm just going to read some scriptures 
to which we're going to respond. Jesus said to the disciples, you are already made clean by the words that I've spoken to you. God showed me that his purpose tonight is that every single person here leaves this building clean, pure, holy, and righteous in his sight. That you leave here this evening sinless and blameless. Because of his mercy and grace, that's his purpose. These last days, I felt completely useless, totally nothing before God. Realizing I had absolutely zero righteousness of my own. feeling almost of desperation. And when I inquired of the Lord, he said to me, what I am about to do among you here means that you must not in any way think that this is due to any righteousness of your own, any virtue of your own, anything that you have done to cause these things to happen. But absolutely everything will be the work of my spirit for my way and my glory. You are just privileged to be part of what I'm doing. But it's not because of you in any way whatsoever that there will be harvest. It's not because of anybody else or anything that anybody else here can do. But it is solely, completely, 100% my work, the work of my spirit, according to my will and my purpose. The Lord went on to show me this is what everybody in the body here needs to appreciate. We can do nothing, he can do everything. Oh, he shows us what we must do in obedience to the leading of his spirit and how all that has to be worked out in practice, but it's not because of our virtue. It's only because of his love and his anointing. The moving of his spirit. Paul says when he's writing to the Romans, now a righteousness from God has been revealed. 
going to read from the truth version. But God has his answer to the seemingly hopeless situation that exists. He has made it possible for us to be right and acceptable in his eyes. But this has nothing to do with religious law. The writings of the prophets and even the law itself pointed to the way that God would solve this dilemma. He provided the gift of righteousness. Can you thank the Lord that he has given you that gift? It's not the gift of your righteousness, it's the gift of his righteousness. Thank him that that gift of righteousness is in you now. Has been ever since you were saved. Yes, we can be made right in his eyes. Free from the guilt of sin and all condemnation. But only through faith in Jesus Christ. Can you thank him for that gift of faith? It's one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit that God has imparted to you. Thank him that through that faith, you have been made right in his eyes. Come on, thank him that as he looks upon you tonight, he doesn't see any righteousness of your own. Any self-righteousness would be as filthy rags. But he sees the righteousness of Jesus. That you have been made right in his eyes. Can you thank him for that? Free from the guilt of sin. Can you thank him that all the sins have been forgiven. Every sin washed away by the blood of Jesus. Made pure and holy and godly in his sight. Doesn't matter how great the sin, how much the sin, how deep the sin, by the blood of Jesus, he frees you from all that sin. Makes you righteous, totally acceptable. Can I hear some thanksgiving to God for that? Hallelujah. Free from the guilt of sin and all condemnation. Can you thank the Lord that you're free from all condemnation? You're not listening to the condemning lies of the enemy. You're not listening to negative criticism of others. You're not even condemning yourself for your weakness and your failure for the ways in which you've given in to temptation and failed the Lord, and in so many ways feel that you are just hopeless in being the disciple that God wants you to be, can you thank him that that precious blood has cleansed you from all sin, has freed you from all condemnation? Hallelujah. That he sets you free from all failure. He is going to be your success. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Lord. This righteousness, the scripture says, this total acceptance by God is his gift to all who believe in Jesus as their Savior and Lord. Can you thank him that by his mercy and grace, you believe in him as your Savior and Lord? So can you thank him tonight that you are made totally acceptable in the sight of God. Come on, totally acceptable. There is nothing in you, hallelujah, nothing in you washed by the blood of Jesus, that pure living water that flows from his throne, washing, flushing its way through your life, setting you free from every impediment, from every impurity, from every, can you praise him for that? Can you dare you believe it? Dare you believe it? Dare you believe it? There's nothing you can do 
to undo your sin. Hallelujah. Nothing you can do to undo your failure. But by His love and mercy and grace, He just washes through your life tonight, sets you free completely from all sin, from all inadequacy, from all failure, from all condemnation. There is absolutely no condemnation for you. The devil is a liar. He's the accuser of the brethren, but all his accusations are false. Because he accuses you of what you are in the natural, but he fails to understand who you are in Christ. And the truth of your identity is not who you were, but who you are. In the beloved Son. Hallelujah. The good news is this, the scripture says, that anyone, Jew or non-Jew, can now be made completely acceptable to God. This acceptance is a free gift from God, the work of His grace. Because Jesus gave His life for us on the cross, making it possible for all our sins and failure to be forgiven. Can you thank Him? All my sin, all my failure, it's all forgiven. It no longer exists. When God forgives something, it no longer exists. He never wants you to speak of it again. He never even wants you to think of it again because He doesn't want you to think of what no longer exists. You might have come into this building this evening with sin, with sense of failure, of condemnation. Those things no longer exist. You're going to walk out of here free from all of that. You're going to walk out of here pure, holy, righteous, totally acceptable in God's sight, free from all condemnation. Hallelujah. The scripture continues, God even made his own son the perfect sacrifice that would restore us to unity with God. Can you thank him for that? You have been restored to unity with God. Come on, this is your faith. Get your faith operating. You have been restored to unity with God. God cannot be at one. He cannot be at unity with sinners. He can only be at unity with the redeemed, with those he has saved, with those he has made holy and perfect in his sight. So thank him that you are one with him because of how he sees you now in Christ, made holy, made righteous, made totally acceptable in his sight. It's not how you think of yourself, but how he sees you that is the truth. Praise his holy name. Only faith, the scripture says, only faith in the power of his blood is needed to cleanse us and to make us right with God. Why should it be necessary for God to make his own son a sacrifice? Because he had to demonstrate that he is just. He could not say that our sin did not matter, even though until the cross he had not shown the full judgment our sins deserve. Sin had to be judged because it separates us from God. So his just and righteous judgment on sin had to be executed. But instead of punishing us sinners, his son bore the punishment we deserve. As you believe that Jesus did this for you personally, so you are made totally righteous and acceptable in God's sight. Can you thank Jesus tonight that he bore the punishment you deserve? That God will not, he refuses to punish you for your sins because Jesus has already borne the punishment. Can you thank him for that? And that because he's borne your punishment, you have been made totally righteous and acceptable in God's sight. So the scripture continues, what have you to boast about? 
you did absolutely nothing to make your salvation possible. You cannot claim that you were right with God because of your perfect obedience to his commands. Your salvation is possible only by your personal faith in Jesus and what he has done for you. We teach clearly that there is no other way for a person to be saved from his or her sins and the eternal condemnation he or she deserves. Faith in Jesus is the only way of salvation. And this has nothing to do with God's law. It is clear then that he is God not only of the Jews but of anyone of any nation who puts his faith in Jesus. There is only one God and he alone can make people acceptable in his sight regardless of their nationality, whether they have been ritually circumcised or not. It is a matter of faith in Jesus and faith alone. Can you thank him? that you have that faith. Hallelujah. Can you thank him for the harvest that is coming? That so many that are living in condemnation, so many that are living in the sense of failure and non-acceptance are going to come to know the God who can make them completely free from sin, free from condemnation and make them totally accepted in his sight. Can you thank God for that? Can you thank him that you're going to be an instrument of righteousness, not of righteousness of your own, but of his righteousness, to draw many people to Christ? Hallelujah. Can you thank him for that? Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Let's continue listening to the scripture. We come then to this wonderful conclusion. We have been brought back into right relationship with God and made completely acceptable to him through our faith in Jesus Christ. Through him, we now have peace with God. Can you thank him? Peace with God. Total well-being. in the presence of God. His precious gift to you, the parting gift to his disciples, peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give. My peace I give to you. The scripture says through him we now have peace with God and all the blessings of his grace are made available to us by means of our faith. Can you thank God? All the blessings of his grace are available to you. Every spiritual blessing in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, all the blessings of his grace are available to you. Can you thank him you don't have to live depending upon yourself, striving and straining and trying to obey God or to walk in his ways? Can you thank him that all the blessings of his grace are yours to enable you to be the person he wants you to be, to do what he calls you to do? Hallelujah. Can you include your loved ones and your relationships in that? Families are going to become the families God wants those families to be. Households will be what God wants those households to be. Open to receive and to bless to help and encourage and build up those that are being saved. So the scripture says, through him we now have peace with God and all the blessings of his grace are made available to us by means of our faith. We stand daily in the flow of God's free gifts to us and we can rejoice 
that a greater revelation of his glory awaits us. This is our sure and certain hope. Can you thank God for that? That his purpose is to reveal more and more of his glory. More of his glory to you. More of his glory in you. More of his glory through you. doesn't matter who you are. You're here because that's his purpose for you. And for every member of his body. You might not understand what that looks like at present. But there's so much that God does in our lives that we, we, we don't understand before it actually happens. But we can believe that it's going to happen because it's his will and his purpose. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Scripture says we can be sure of our acceptance because of the power of that sinless blood that Christ shed for us. We should be equally confident then that the process of salvation will continue in the future. That at the judgment that is to come, we will be saved from God's anger because of Jesus' great love for us. We used to be God's enemies, but now, we have been reconciled to him through the death of his own son. His death has brought about our reconciliation. So we can be confident that the life he has given us will continue the work of salvation within our lives. Such wonderful truth causes us to rejoice in God because of this reconciliation we have with him through our Lord Jesus Christ. Now we are one with God. And you thank him that that reconciling life is going on in you this evening. Bringing you back to that complete unity with him in his love, in his holiness, in his righteousness. What a God. That he should choose the likes of us and makes us into the people he wants us to be. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. We give you glory. Thank you, Lord. And God's grace, the scripture says, is so much greater than our sin. Because of that grace, sin no longer reigns in our lives, resulting in spiritual death. Now grace reigns in us instead because of God's gift of acceptance that makes us able to receive the gift of eternal life made possible through Jesus Christ our Lord. <clears throat> Can you thank him tonight that sin no longer reigns in your life? Sadly, you may sin from time to time, but sin does not reign in your life. You are no longer a slave of sin. Now you're a slave of righteousness. Hallelujah. Sin no longer reigns. But can you, can you believe now and thank God now that sin no longer reigns in your life, but grace reigns in your life? Come on, grace reigns in your life. That means God's grace is going to rule and reign in your life every day. You're going to see the grace of God, the grace of God throughout every day in your life. You're going to see the grace of God in your personal life, the grace of God in your family, the grace of God in your home, the grace of God in your work life, the grace of God in your finances, the grace of God in your relationships, the grace of God in your ministry, whatever that is. In everything, you're going to see the grace of God, the enabling of God, not your strength, but his strength, his life, his power, his love, his enabling. Come on, grace is going to reign in you. It's the word of God. It's the word of God. It's not some pious dream or hope of our own. 
Where sin once reigned, now grace abounds. Hallelujah. Thank you, thank you, Jesus. So the scripture says we have died to sin. So can we continue to live in ways that displease God? Surely you understand that all of us who have been baptized live now in Christ Jesus. Through our baptism we were made one with his death. Our old sinful lives were even buried with him. You were made one with his death and burial so that as Christ was raised from the dead through the power of God's glory, you are now one with him in his risen life. Can you thank him for that? The grace of God abounds in your life every day so you can now live in the good of the risen life of Jesus Christ. You no longer live in the old life. That's dead, buried, finished with, forgotten, never to be revisited, never to be recalled. Now, now you look. If you remember that vision about the bridge and the living water, you look upstream and you see a cascade of God's water pouring down from heaven, pouring from the throne of God and enveloping you. Hallelujah that the grace of God will abound in your life and you will live in the good of the risen life of Jesus. Can I hear some thanksgiving? So can you thank God that you're going to take that risen life wherever he sends you, wherever he takes you, wherever he puts you, whatever situation you're in, that risen life is within you. That risen life is going to pour out of you. That risen life is so much more powerful than the natural life. Other lives are going to be touched. Other lives are going to be changed and transformed because the risen life of the Lord Jesus Christ is going to be pouring out of your innermost being and is going to touch their lives and transform what is happening in them. It's not you. It's going to be God in you, Christ in you. The secret is this, Christ in you, the hope of glory. His risen life, because Christ is the risen, glorified, ascended, victorious King. Hallelujah, reigning in you. Come on, reigning in you. Praise you, Jesus. It is simple, the scripture says. If we have been united with him in his death, we shall also certainly share in his resurrection. You can be sure that your old self lived outside of Christ, was crucified with him, freeing you from the control of sin. Oh, come on, thank him. Now you are no longer a slave to sin, for your death on the cross freed you from your sinful nature. Now, because we died with Christ, we believe that we will continue to live with him. Listen, it is clear that because Christ was raised from the dead, it is not possible for him ever to die. Death can have absolutely no influence or control over him. He only needed to die once, and when he did so, he dealt with the power of sin once and for all. Now he lives to reveal the truth of God and his amazing grace. In a similar way, realize that you can consider yourself to have died to sin. Come on, consider yourself to have died to sin. Thank God for it. It's not a feeling. It's not a feeling. It's the truth. You have died to sin, but that you are now raised to an entirely new life that you can enjoy through your unity with Christ as you live for God's glory. Can you thank Him for that unity? Can you thank Him now you're living for His glory? You're living for His glory. You're not living for yourself. You're living for His glory. You're not living for your own agenda. You're living for His glory. Oh, hallelujah. And as you live for his glory, God is going to cause you to prosper. God is going to fulfill everything in your life. As you seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, everything else is going to be added to you. Can you praise him for that? 
So the scripture says, so do not allow sin to reign in you now, no matter how much your body may sometimes crave for self-indulgence. Do not obey such evil desires. Do not use the parts of your body for sinful purposes. Do not let them be instruments of sin. No, offer yourselves wholeheartedly to God. Can you do that now? Can you do that afresh? Say, Lord, I'm offering myself wholeheartedly to live that risen life free from sin, free from condemnation, made holy and totally acceptable, pure in your sight through your precious blood. I'm devoting myself wholeheartedly, Lord, to your purposes. Hallelujah. To see the outworking of your will in my life. Now offer yourselves wholeheartedly to God, the scripture says, as those who have been carried through death into a new life. Come on, your death has happened. Now you are living the risen life. Then you will offer the parts of your body to God for His purposes. They will be instruments for doing what is right. Sin shall not, sin is not your master any longer. Neither do you live under religious laws, but in the grace that God has supplied for you. Can I hear that thanksgiving? Oh, surely you can see that you're a slave to whatever controls your life. If you offer yourself to sin, you are a slave of sin and will obey your evil, your sinful instincts. Such a lifestyle leads to spiritual death. On the other hand, offering yourself to live in obedience to God leads to a life of righteousness. Can you thank Him? Lord, I'm offering my life to you for a life of obedience that your righteousness in me will be expressed through me by your grace. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I thank God that although you used to be slaves of sin, this is no longer the case. For you have obeyed wholeheartedly the teaching of God's truth that was revealed to you. And you are to be guardians of that truth. For you have been liberated from sin and can now think of yourselves as slaves of doing what is right because you belong to God. Hallelujah. Are you thanking the Lord? Then later the scripture says, how wonderful to be liberated now from all the condemnation that continual failure brought. For those who live in Christ Jesus have been set free from all condemnation. Through Jesus Christ, a different principle now lives in me, a new law, the spirit of life. Can you thank him that now the law of the spirit of life is working in your life? Hallelujah. Not the law of sin and death. You've done with that. You're free from that. Now it's the law of the spirit of life. Scripture says he has set me free from the law of sin and death. Under the law I could not do what God wanted because of my weak sinful nature. God dealt with that by sending his own son to become man to live among sinners and then to make his life a sinless offering to God on their behalf. In Christ, all the demands God expressed in the laws he gave were fulfilled. So we now live in the good of what he accomplished. He succeeded where we had all failed miserably so that now we can live as if we had succeeded. His success has become our success so long as we no longer live in the weakness of our old sinful nature, but now live led by and filled by God's Spirit. Come on, can you thank Him that His success has become your success? <laughs> Hallelujah. The, devil's, the devil wants you to think you're going to be a failure. The devil wants you to think you will never measure up to what God is asking of you. The devil wants you to think you will not be a harvester. You will not be able to fulfill the purpose of God. He is a liar. He is a liar. He is a liar. Amen. You now have the success of Jesus inside of you. Not in heaven, inside of you. 
Praise God. Christ in you, the hope of glory. Come on, come on. You are going to be one of God's successes. Hallelujah. And you're not going to be critical of your brothers and sisters in Christ because they also are His successes. Amen. Amen. Lord, we thank You. We praise You. We bless You. We can live in Your success. And the scripture continues. Those who live according to their own natural desires are always intent on getting what they want for themselves. That is their focus. But those who truly want to please God are being led by His Spirit, making Him their focus. Can you thank God that in this new risen life you're being led by the Spirit? Spirit of life, the Lord, the spirit of life is at work within you. God's success is there within you. <clears throat> Scripture says sinful thinking leads to spiritual death, but to allow your life to be under the control of the Holy Spirit will result in sharing in God's life and knowing His peace. Hallelujah. Come on, your mind, your mind is set upon pleasing God. Your mind is set upon the truth of what He has done for you in Christ. I think we need to have more thanksgiving than that. Don't you? Hallelujah. Isn't it amazing? You see, you can't, you can't leave with sin. You, can't, you just can't leave impure. You can't leave this building unholy. You can't leave this building unrighteous if you believe the Word of God. You know, so often we tend to think God needs to do this, this, and this, and this in me. And he's actually done it all. But we don't believe what he's done, so we keep praying as if it's not done and it needs to be done. You need to thank God for what he's done. For what he's made you. Hallelujah. He says it's all an accomplished work. You can live in the good of what he has done. Oh, come on, I want to hear some praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. You are not under the control of selfish, sinful desires because you have surrendered your life to God to be under the power and influence of His Spirit who actually lives in you. You would not be a Christian at all if you did not possess the Holy Spirit. But because His Spirit is in you, Christ is in you. Your body may still crave for self-indulgence, yet your spirit has now been brought to life by His Spirit, so in your heart you want to do what is right before God. Isn't that true for you? Come on, don't you want to do what is right before God? Come on, give Him glory then. Give Him honor. Give Him praise. Hallelujah. Come on, let's just have a time of praise for a moment. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, forgive us that we've tried to make happen what has already happened. And we've been trying to make it happen because we haven't believed that it's already happened. But we thank you for what you have already done. We thank you, Lord, for your word. That we are already made clean by the words that you have spoken. By all that you have accomplished. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. It is who we are in Christ. Praise you, Jesus. Who we are in Christ. That is our identity. That is your identity. Come on, praise him, praise him, praise him. Because of your identity in Christ, you are going to make waves. You are going to make waves. You are going to make waves. The devil is going to flee from one situation after another because you take the living Christ into those situations. Lives are going to be changed. Lives are going to be transformed because the living Christ lives in you, works through you, speaks through you, acts through you, saves through you, heals through you. Praise His holy name. Praise His holy name. 
Come on, this is written. This is written for all believers, not just for super spiritual people or church leaders, but for all Christians, all Christians, all believers. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, Jesus. Oh, when he came to live in you, the scripture says, he did not lead you back to your past life, making you a slave of fear again. No, you received the spirit that enables you to live as a son of God, as a child of God. You can call him Father, my Father. The Holy Spirit urges us to remember that we are God's children, to know his, this deep in our hearts. For if we know we are his children, then we know also that we are his heirs. We are heirs of God and inherit all his blessings along with Christ. We may have to face cost in being obedient to him, but this is only so that we will also share eternally in his glory. Hallelujah. Come on, let's not worry about the cost because the blessings far outweigh the cost. Come on, let's thank the Lord. Hallelujah. He's planned such good things. Planned such good things. Praise you, praise you. Come on, I want to hear. Just, just release the praise to God now. Release the praise to God. Oh, hallelujah. Just, just one more section of his word. Hallelujah. Isn't the word of God great? I mean, doesn't it encourage? It just brings us back in line with the truth, you see. So we depend on the help the Holy Spirit gives us because of our weakness. We are so weak in ourselves that we don't even know how to pray. Yet the Holy Spirit himself prays in us and for us, sometimes with such intensity that we find ourselves groaning. No words can express the depth of what he is working in us. God searches our hearts and he certainly knows what he causes his spirit to pray for us as his saints, the people he has set apart for himself. His spirit will always pray in and through us according to God's will. Can we pray in the spirit now? Come on, just pray in tongues. If you don't have the gift of tongues, ask for it now and God will give it to you now because you need it now. The Holy Spirit will pray in you and through you and for you. Hallelujah. O papa papa rasandaria leto papa papa kala sitri sandama O papa papa sandaria leno masuntri sandama O papa papa rasandaria leto papa papa rasandari sandama Poparia leto papa papa rasandari sandama Hallelujah 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 Thank you Jesus Scripture continues, we can be sure then that in everything God is working for the welfare of those who love him, those he has called according to his purpose. He knew who would be his because he decided before he created us that he would have a people who would be like his son, those who would live as his brothers and sisters. That's you he's talking about, hallelujah. This is why he called you as part of his eternal purpose. This is why, having called you, he made you totally acceptable to him. This is why you are destined for the glory that is already yours in Christ. How can we respond to such wonderful truths? If we are part of God's divine will, how can any opposition prevent his purposes for us? 
So intent is he on seeing his plans fulfilled, he did not protect his son from the necessary cost of giving his life for us all because through his grace, he wanted to give us everything that belongs to Christ. Yes, what he has, we are to have. He died, was raised back to life, and is now seated in glory at God's right hand, all for our benefit. His blood liberates us. His Spirit enables us and speaks on our behalf. Hallelujah. So who could ever separate us from God's love for us? A love He has so clearly demonstrated already. Knowing all these things, we are more than victorious through Him. For He has already won the victory for us and demonstrated such love for us. I am totally convinced that death cannot separate us from Him or His love. Neither can anything that could ever happen to us in this life. No angels can stand in the way of God's personal love for us, nor can any demons prevent that love. Nothing in the present, nor anything that could happen in the future, would be able to destroy God's love for us. There is no spiritual power, nor any created power, that will ever be able to separate us from God's love for us that has already been so clearly expressed in Christ Jesus our Lord. Hallelujah! Come on, let's give Him glory. Praise you, Jesus. 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 Now, why was it God's purpose to take us through all these scriptures tonight? Well, because... He can only outwork His will amongst us if we believe His Word, if we believe what He has done. But He has another purpose. What He's done for you, He's done for all mankind. And if you are thankful for what He's done for you, then you want to make what He's done for others known to others because how will they know unless someone tells them and how can anyone tell them unless someone goes to them hallelujah as the father has sent me so I send you but we go with conviction that the life of God the love of God the power of God is going to flow out of us because this is his season. This is his time. We're going to find a different kind of response because we have a different kind of faith that expects a good response. Amen. And when people don't respond positively, we're not going to be upset and and, and, and think, oh, this is, this is too difficult. We're going to say, okay, God says some are going to reject the word, but there are going to be some that are going to accept the word, accept the truth, and their lives will be transformed. So I want you to thank God now for all the fruit that he is going to produce through your life in these coming weeks and months. Come on, let's thank him. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Oh, come on. I want to hear some real praise now. Oh, what a gospel. What a gospel. What a gospel. Now just thank the Lord that you're going to leave this building sinless, blameless, made righteous, made holy in God's sight, totally acceptable to Him 
all through the mercy and the grace of God, with Christ in you, the spirit of life at work within you, to enable you to live the risen life of Jesus, because the old has gone, and the new, this has been a good evening, and the new has come. I mean, God has worked all this in us, reminded us of what He has done. Hallelujah. What a God. Thank you, Jesus. This is better than just listening to sermons, isn't it? Just taking hold of the Word of God, applying it to our lives, living in the good of it. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Now, out there, my friends, God, by His appointing, has certain people waiting for you. They're not waiting for anybody else. They're not just waiting for some believer to come along. They're actually waiting for you. Because they're the ones that God has appointed in His plan for you to reach with the gospel. And He's going to bring you into contact with those people and those people are going to be brought into contact with you. So I want you just to raise your hands now and thank the Lord for the release of the anointing of His Spirit that when those God encounters take place, the life of God is going to flow out of you. The love of God is going to flow out of you. The truth of God is going to flow out. The power of God is going to flow out of you. The wisdom of God, whatever is right, whatever is needed at that time, because this is a God appointment, you are going to be successful in allowing God to work through your life in that situation. Lord, we thank you. We praise you that you are glorified by the fruit that we bear. And we want to bear much fruit for your glory, Lord. We want to see so many more coming out of darkness into your light. So many more being saved out of fear and condemnation and darkness. And Lord, we want to be able to disciple them and to help them, and to encourage them, to build them up in the truth as you have built us up in the truth. Lord, will you make us teachers of truth to others? Thank you that you've given us all tongues to speak the truth in love. And we give you all the glory. We give you all the praise. Hallelujah. Santo Risaria Leto Papapara Sandava. Papapara Sandaria Leto Papapa. You know, there's no greater joy on earth than seeing somebody else come to the Lord. And to know that in some small way, God has actually been able to use you. It's Him that's done the work, of course. But you've just been an instrument of His grace. So, Lord, we give you all the glory tonight. We give you all the honor and praise. It's so good, Lord, to be part of your plan and purpose. And we thank you for these encounter evenings that you begin, Lord, by just reminding us of the truth. And thank you that tomorrow you're going to lead us on from this point. And on Thursday, I believe, Lord, that you're saying you're going to reveal more and more of your glory into our lives. That we're going to leave. Well, tonight we're going to leave in the way we've already said. But by Thursday night, we're going to walk out of here with the mantle of your glory upon us. And we praise you, we bless you, we thank you that that will enable us to glorify you in the way in which we live and are able to impact the lives of others. So we praise your holy name.
We praise your holy name. I think we need to sing, Here is love vast as the ocean, because all this is the love of God, isn't it? And that's what we're going to take out into the world, the love of God. The love of God. Faith working through love. Praise God.